What's going on, everybody? It is Casey Washak here, co-creator of the Fit and 42, and your host, your captain, your navigator to the Fit and 42 life. Guys, before I start today's podcast, I need to tell you about fitin42supplements.com. If you're anything like me, I feel I eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, but I know I don't get enough variety. And so what this really means is that I'm taking in a lot of the same vitamins and minerals on a daily basis, which is good. It's better than nothing. But unfortunately, I'm missing out on a lot of nutrients because I'm not getting the variety my body needs. Therefore, I need to take supplements or as I like to call them, nutritional support. I need to plug the holes in my game. So that I can run as optimally as possible. All right. So if you feel that you can get, there's a whole nother level to you. If you can get your nutrition on point, obviously most of that needs to come from food, but then you need to plug the holes in your game with Supplements, or as I like to call them, nutritional support. So things like greens, fish oil, multivitamins, protein. If you feel like you're not getting enough protein, we have it all in fitin42supplements.com. So guys, go check it out. And if you decide there's some things you want to get, make sure to use the promo code podcast and you'll get 10% off your order. All right, guys, today's podcast is a fun one for me. It's one of my favorite topics, and that is the idea of business. I love business. I love the strategy behind it. I love creating something out of thin air, something that was once a thought becomes something tangible. And as as a youth, uh, this 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 whole idea of entrepreneurship and 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 business started at a very early age for Jerry and I as we had so many different businesses as kids. And uh, I mean, I'll just name a few. We mowed lawns, we washed cars, we we raked leaves, we shoveled snow. We had lemonade stands. We go ma- we used to go make the Saturday and Sunday newspapers at a cigar shop. At 4 o'clock in the morning as a 12-year-old and an 8-year-old. We did it all. And probably the craziest thing we did as kids was we would vacation during the summer in Florida. And uh, so we would drive down from New Jersey to Florida. But in our trunk, we always had some butterfly nets and some plastic fish tanks. And what we would do when we were down in Florida is scoop up those little lizards that are everywhere, drive them back up to Jersey, and then sell them to the pet stores and make a couple bucks per per lizard. Then we would immediately go to the Walgreens right next door, and we would immediately buy comic books, and baseball cards. So all of our businesses was to fund our addiction of comic books and baseball cards. All right. But we had businesses for every season. 
Jerry and I were always trying to figure out how we can get what we wanted. So the ultimate goal for us was baseball cards and comic books. And our dad would only give us like $10 as an allowance and there, that didn't buy a lot of baseball cards. So then it was up to us to think of different ways we can bring value to somebody's life by washing their car, mowing their lawn, raking the leaves, giving them lemonade, whatever it was. Our whole thing was bringing value to somebody's life. They would give us money for that value and then we would go pump that money right back into the economy and buy a bunch of baseball cards and comic books. So the reason why I tell you this, guys, um, because this started at an early age for us, and I'm now having these conversations in my home with my two kids, my daughter Charlotte, who's seven, and Colin, who's five, we're having these conversations now when it comes to business, and especially since they're around Uncle Jerry and I, when we're I'm on the phone with him talking strategy, or I'm driving them to their next, uh, you know, activity, and Jerry's on speakerphone, and we're talking about maybe a program we want to run. So what I want to do is take this time. And just tell you some of the things I am really trying to drill into my kids' heads when it comes to business. All right, so because I personally feel my mission in life is to help people rise up. Now, a lot of my um, energy is spent helping people rise up in their health and fitness and living a healthier lifestyle and then almost pleading for them to then share that information with their friends and family and to help them rise up. But there's another aspect of my life where I'm helping, whether it's other gym owners or other uh, uh, people in uh, uh, other business owners and in other industries try to rise up with their businesses and that's really fun with me, fun for me too, because a lot of the lessons I've learned in the last thirteen years, as as being just a uh, not being just an entrepreneur in the fitness industry, but is helping other people rise up with their businesses. A lot of these skills that I've learned, and a lot of these uh, strategies, if you will. On systems and things of that nature translate into other industries. So why not share that? And so the cool part is, is now, like I said, I'm having these conversations in my own home and now I have to kind of scale down the information to, to, uh, to be able to be understood by a seven-year-old and a five-year-old. And so I just want to go over some of those that hopefully maybe if you start to see an entrepreneurial spirit in your kids, maybe you or maybe yourself, um, you can then kind to kind of uh, point them in the right direction, so to speak. All right. So it's kind of funny because after uh, our prayers at night, my my kids always say, Dad, can we talk business? And Colin will then start the sentence with, Dad, can you sell? 
And then he'll randomly pick items that he can see in his room. Dad, can you sell doorknobs? Dad, can you sell light bulbs? Dad, can you sell teddy bears? And the the answer is always yes. But then there's a caveat. I'm like, Colin, do you love light bulbs? Do you love doorknobs? Um, and he'll say no. I'm like, well, do you want to sell doorknobs? And he'll say, but can I? And I say, look, Colin, if you're going to create your own business, it should be something you love because it's going to get hard. All right. It's going to get hard. And the thing that's going to get you through those hard times is the fact that you love what you're doing. If you don't like what you're doing and you're just doing it for a paycheck. Now, there's a caveat to this. You got to understand I'm talking about entrepreneurs. There's people and there's way too many people that I know who actually hate what they do on a daily basis. But what they do is they love the income it provides them to where they can take that paycheck and then put it towards things they do love. So it's, it's, it's kind of a, um, it's, it's, it's necessary. It's a necessary evil. They, they punish themselves for eight hours, but then they, they get this paycheck and then they use that paycheck on things they love. And if that's, that's what you do and that's how you want to do it, fine. But what I'm talking about with my children is creating something out of thin air. Creating a, a business. And one of the easiest things to do is create something that you, that you already love. Because then you're not working. It, you, you'd do it anyways if you weren't getting paid. The, the paycheck is, is, is just a bonus. Okay. So that's the first point I try to get across to my kids is try to find something you love to do something you do anyways. All right. And so case in point, <clears throat> when my daughter was in kindergarten, she was going to private school and they had a walkathon and she came home and she said, dad, I have to, uh, raise money for the walkathon. And I said, well, uh, how are you going to do that? Because we don't beg for cash. We don't beg for money. And she's like, well, dad, I have to. I have to ask people for money because I need to raise money for my walkathon. I said, no, you don't. What you can do is provide value to people and they can pay you for that value. So what do you love to do? And she said, I love to paint and I love to work out. I said, okay, let's take those two things and here's what we'll do. So we did a little video for social media, for Facebook. And Charlotte said, hey, everybody, I'm trying to raise money for my walkathon. And so if you donate on my behalf, I will paint you a picture. And she did that and she raised some money. It was great. And then the second part of this was she said she loved to work out. So once again, we did another little video, sent it to our members of the gym, saying, and she said, hey, guys, I'm trying to raise money for my walkathon. 
So I'm going to be having a class, a 20-minute class at the gym. And uh, if you'd like to participate, please give a donation. Now, first off, you got to understand how proud I was that this five-year-old was willing to get up in front of a camera and and do both these videos. Uh, so there was a lot of lessons that sh- I felt like she learned in this process because guess what? People donated. Now she had to paint pictures. So when she wanted to go outside and play, I'm sorry, sweetheart, you just got another donation. You need to paint a picture. And obviously that wasn't always met with excitement. There were some tears sometimes. But once she got into it and realized that somebody might hang this picture on their wall and that picture is going to live in somebody else's house or somebody else's office, that kind of got her jazzed up. And so she, like her mood changed pretty quick. So there was the value of work or, or at least the value of saying what you are doing, what you say you're going to do. And then well, I was obviously super proud that she was willing to get up in front of people and run a workout. And obviously we probably spent a good two hours through the course of time before the workout designing a warm up, designing the workout. And, and I was very hands off. So I was very proud of the things she was coming up with. Uh, that gave me an opportunity to talk to her about training and how we want to have a balanced approach. We don't want to do too much of this type of exercise because you know people's arms are hurt or their shoulders. Or so it was a really cool learning experience for me, but also for her. And I was really proud. You know, I I helped her with the workout as far as when she was explaining. I was showing the, um, the, the demonstration so everyone knew the right exercises to do and the right form. And, but I was super proud of that five-year-old getting up in front of all these people and, um, and having the guts to do that because I know adults who can't or won't do that. So <clears throat> first you got to do what you love, Okay. Um, and then if you notice, one of the things I said is you have to, if you are going to do something, you have to live by your word. You ruin somebody's confidence in you. It is so hard to get their confidence back. So this is something I always talk about. Like, look, if you're, if you want to create a business, you have to, if you say you're going to do something, if you say you're going to paint a picture, if they donate, you have to paint that picture because if one person's upset, people who are upset, the word spreads so much faster than people who are happy. So you have to live by your word. And so Guys, I'm not sure if I even said, but I, maybe I did, I, you know, um, that my definition of a, of an entrepreneur is they're problem solvers. They're creating solutions. So 
we play this game when we go on vacation where my wife says to me, what would you do here? In some cases, I'd open a gym because, you know, I feel, you know, there's a big enough population, um, whatever. But there's other cases where I'm like, you know, I don't think a gym would do well here uh, for whatever reason. So I start looking at what they're missing or what I'm not seeing a lot of. Are there activities for kids? Are there um, outdoor activities or, you know, what, what? Where's the void? Where, where's where's the void I can fill with a solution to help the people in, in that surrounding area? And so one of the things, like I just said, is we're, we're problem solvers. We're trying to fill voids. We're trying to bring value to people's lives. And I truly believe that. So that's another thing I always talk to my kids about and especially they get to see it. Um, I'm in a an amazing field with the fitness industry that if I have nice things, like like every dollar that comes into my household is because I helped somebody. That's a really cool feeling. That's a cool feeling that like I've brought value to somebody's life and therefore I got paid for it. And so the more value I could bring to the more people's lives, the better off, right? So so I get to tell the kids, like, look, I'm making a difference in this world. I'm trying to make the world a better place than when I was when I first arrived in it. So hopefully when I leave, the world's a better place than when I showed up. I really try to 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 drill that into my kids that look like Yes, you can sell doorknobs, but is that is that bringing joy to people? Is that bringing value to people's lives? And maybe, maybe it's a yes, but for me, it's that that doesn't fill the void. Um, that doesn't that, in my opinion, for me, that doesn't bring value, and that's that's not a um, it doesn't fill my bucket, as my daughter would say. So. <clears throat> Another example of this is my kids, obviously, as most kids do, watch YouTube. And I don't know if uh, you're privy to this, but they're the one of the most, the, the highest paid YouTubers is like, a, I think he's eight or 10 years old. His name's Ryan. And he makes $22 million a year doing Ryan's toy review. He now has toys. He has his own toy line in like Target and Walmart. Um, it's amazing. But what he does is he opens toys and then he reviews the toy. Um, I think I, it's amazing what him and his family have built, but that's not what we're going to do. All right. So my, my, my daughter has approached me and said, dad, I want a YouTube channel. And I tell her, how are you going to bring value to people's lives? Like, are you going to make them laugh? Are you going to teach them something? How, when they turn off that iPad or that phone, when they walk away, they need to be better than when they first started watching that video. So how, how are you going to do that? Are you going to paint pictures? Are you going to teach them how to draw something? Are you going to show them an exercise? Are you going to show them a jujitsu move? Like, what are you, what are you doing? 
What are you doing to make that person's life better so when they're done watching that video, they are a little better than when they started watching it? So that is my perspective. And that is what I'm trying to teach my kids. Now, some of the things um, really neat that have happened inside our house is um, my daughter, Charlotte, and my wife have created an apparel company called Girls With Grit. And they created that, well, my I'll say Teresa created it, my wife, because she was solving a problem. And that problem was when Charlotte got first got into jiu-jitsu, which was a few years ago. Um, it was right on the cusp of when like female wrestling, female wrestling is one of the fastest growing sports right now, but female wrestling wasn't really on the map yet. Um, female like MMA fighters, um, that was just starting to bubble up under the surface And so Charlotte at the time was four or five years old and she, she loved jujitsu and the way Teresa is, um, is when, when Teresa gets into something, she likes to accessorize. So, and what I mean is like Teresa used to be, uh, you know, when she was a triathlete, she had the bike, she had the, you know, the, the tights, the helmet, like every, like everything, like she gets into it. And so here's Charlotte, her daughter getting into jujitsu. So Teresa's like, I want to support this. And I I want her to, you know, have some like a, a cool looking gi. I want her to have some apparel, some rash guards, the things needed in her jujitsu and wrestling practices. But all Teresa can find was was stuff that had Hello Kitty on it. And I remember Charlotte, who was little, was like, the boys won't take me seriously if I'm wearing Hello Kitty. So we're like, all right, where's where's the thing for the, you know, where's the clothes and stuff for like the serious little girl? Not, you know, and it just wasn't there. And Teresa kept talking about it. And the way we are, and uh, I know my brother's the same, and we, you, can, you can only handle somebody talking about something so much before you're like, hey, then, then be the change you want to see. Do something about it. And boom, Girls With Grit was born. So <clears throat> one of the things I try to um, instill in my kids is once you find a problem, be the complete solution. And if you're a member of our gym, you'll see that. Like the whole idea is you want to make, if you find a problem, you want to make solving that problem and all minor problems that go along with it, you, you want to be that for lack of a better term, one-stop shop. So, in in our gyms, for example, okay, so you start, you know, you say, you know what, I want to really get in shape, I want to start working out. Um, 
you don't want people to show up and say like, hey, what do I need? Like, I don't, um, and then the worst than that is if they say, hey, what do I need? You don't want to send them to 15 different places to get everything they need. You need workout clothes. You need a water bottle. Maybe you need some supplements. Like everything, you should have everything ready for that person so they can be successful on day one. Because otherwise, you are just complicating their life. They came to you with one small problem, like I want to get in shape, and then you created more work for them. That's already, it's already a new world for them. Like maybe they've never tried to get in shape before, and so they don't know what they don't know. But then all of a sudden you're like, hey, you need to uh, get this. You need to go here and get that. You need to do this. And then all of a sudden they're like overwhelmed and it's just easier not to deal with any of this stuff. You created more problems. So the idea is to solve the main problem, but all minor problems that go along with it. And I'm not saying, especially in the gyms, we have that all figured out. But I'll tell you one of my favorite things um, and, and how it came about in my head. Um, unfortunately it's no longer, but I'm still trying to work it out. Um, so in Southern California, where we have our gyms, what I realized was one day, um, like one of the things we always tell people is like, look, you need to, uh, you need in order to get in shape, you need to eat healthier. Okay. And so we actually do grocery tours and we give them, uh, you know, recipes as well as the ingredients they need. Um, but I had a kind of an epiphany when I went to, uh, like, my, we have dogs. And I get the dog food just shipped to my house. Because I, like, the only reason I go to a pet store is for dog food. And so it's an inconvenience. And so... One day I'm on, I'm driving home from work and Teresa calls me and she's like, Hey, uh, for whatever reason, we're at a dog food and the dog food hasn't arrived. So I checked my phone and I realized, uh, our credit card had expired and therefore we are not going to receive the dog food in time. And so I need to go to the pet store and I just dreaded the whole thing. I was like, God, this is horrible. I hate coming here just for this one thing. And I bought the dog food. I got in my car and I was like, Oh, wait a minute. I wonder how many people like, I love grocery shopping, but I wonder how many people feel that way about grocery shopping as I do buying dog food. I was like, how can I solve that problem? Well, at the time, there was such a thing as Amazon Fresh. So what I did was create a whole meal list. I put it on our website. And basically what would happen is, like, if you wanted these recipes for the week, all you had to do is click this button and all that stuff would have been sent to your house. I was so proud of that. But then apparently there wasn't enough interest in our area where Amazon... Uh, well, now I don't even know if they still have Amazon Fresh since they bought Whole Foods. But um, but 
that was me trying to solve a problem for people who had that problem. Maybe not everyone has that problem. Maybe a lot of people love going to the grocery store and love buying, you know, foods and going home and serving it or making it and serving it. But then I know there's people who absolutely dread it. So how can I help those people? So my point, my long-winded point is if you are going to create a business and solve one problem, you realize there's smaller problems that go along with that big problem. You need to solve them as well. Okay? So that is a huge one. Um, Because... um, one of the things we talked about with Girls with Grit is, uh, you know, what is this company? What what are you trying to achieve? And the beautiful thing about business and about creating a company and stuff is what you thought it would be kind of isn't always what it ends up being. Like, for example, uh, I, like I was blown away by this, but it started out for girls who were into jiu-jitsu and wrestling. And these are little girls who have grit. And not just little girls, but like all girls and women who compete in these in these sorts of sports. It, so it was meant for the serious athlete. But then what was really neat was seeing women um, write in and say like, you know, and, and tell my wife's stories. I Like I found Teresa getting emotional and she was... Uh, reading some of these um, messages people were sending her about, you know, some of the things they've been through, some of the trials and tribulations they've been through in life and how they resonated with this Girls With Grit brand. And so it just made her realize that it's much bigger than actually just uh, athletes. It's any woman who who's been through some stuff, right? So that was really neat to see. That was and so now it's now it's morphing. And so I it's really cool just to be in kind of in the background and watching my daughter and my wife kind of figure this out and just giving them advice when I can. But uh <clears throat> you know, as like what else can they do to, you know, what else can they offer besides, you know, some apparel uh, for somebody who wants to, who resonates with this brand. So there's all sorts of cool little things that are, that are, uh, coming out of these brainstorming sessions. Funny part is I got little Colin. He's obviously not a girl, but he's like, dad, we need to do boys with grit. And I'm like, no, Colin, we'll come up with our own thing. Don't worry, bud. I got you, but it's gotta be something you love, not just something because your sister has one. So, uh, cool little family businesses going on, but moving on. So here's the thing. Um, delayed gratification is a lot easier when you're older and you can, you know, uh, you can, you can look at the long-term goals and and the long term results you want, and delay any short term gains or delay any uh, any uh, short term rewards. But that's 
easier said than done when you're talking to a five and seven year old. <laughs> so what we like to do is this. Um, we like to set short-term goals and then short-term rewards. And so um, my daughter and my wife just recently did a uh, jiu-jitsu competition where they had a booth and they set a goal and they also set a reward that they can do or that they will receive when um, they, if, if, and when they hit these goals and they hit the goal and they got the reward. And, and so now, now not at the expense of growing the company that, you know, this was set aside. And so now they, they got their little reward and now they're working towards the next reward. So the idea is you need to kind of, uh, celebrate your milestones. You need to hit and th- and this goes this like I'm talking business but everything I'm talking about too is just life as well as your fitness, your health and fitness. This is what a cheat meal is. You do great during the week, you know, reward yourself with a little bit of wine or a, you know, a cheeseburger. Right? Um so it's the same thing in business. You 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 set a trajectory. If you hit that goal, then reward yourself. And so far, I'll tell you. Uh, so far, they like the goals they've been sit or been setting have been manageable. And so once like confidence is built, and once we do a couple more and start to notice that, like, all right, uh, th- this goal is. This isn't really a goal anymore because this is what we can expect. This is like, um, you know, uh, what's the word I want to use? Uh, par for the course, for lack of a better term. Then, then we need to to create a little more of of a, a higher goal. Okay, we just need to like if if the goal is to sell twenty t shirts and you and you're constantly selling thirty. Well then, guess what? Now the new goal is thirty-five T-shirts at a at a um, con- uh, a booth. So, whatever it is. <clears throat> so, but you have to kind of create a status quo first. So right now we're still trying to figure out what that status quo is, and so we we set these goals. They hit them. They get a reward, and it's cool for me to watch because it's uh you know I'm like I said I'm just the guy behind the scenes, and I get to watch my daughter and my wife kind of like rock this thing. It's pretty cool, and I'm watching my daughter gain confidence. My daughter, right now, we were just talking about, like she's pumped, she's amped. So how do I keep fueling this fire? So it's, it's, it's kind of brainstorming sessions. All right, Charlotte. Like, so, um, how, like, how do you get the word out more? And she's like, well, can I go door to door? And so I'm like, you can, you can and try to sell your shirts. But, um, I think we need to come up with almost like a little catalog and you can in the neighborhood, go door to door and ask people and, you know, tell them what you're trying to achieve. Tell them what the brand with, what girls with grits all about and go door to door. And I'll be right behind you making sure no funny business is going on. But, um, so it's, 
it's also fueling that fire. Like if they're, it's, it's momentum, it's, it's creating that momentum and then keeping up with it. And so, so far, this is pretty young. So there's so far it's been positive, but there is going to be hard times and it's inevitable. It's inevitable that, uh, Maybe we go to a tournament and they don't sell a lot or maybe, who knows, um, a batch of shirts come in and they're all crazy and they're like, they're wrong. Like bad, like it's, you got to prepare for it. It's going to happen. But hopefully there's, um, we got to remember what the big picture is. We got to remember what this brand is all about. Right. Um, and that goes with the gyms too. Like everything, there's ups and downs and we're in the summer now. And so in Southern California, our, our membership goes on vacation. So it's tough. Like everybody goes, like we're like squirrels with nuts. You know, we're just storing and storing during, um, during the, uh, the, the winter months when things are good and everybody's in town and now we have snowbirds coming in. And we're helping out a lot of people. But then during the summer, it's, it could be like a ghost town. So that means uh, less people in the gym. That means less energy in the gym. So then that's when we got to pick it up. Right? And we got to build more excitement. Because um, it's, it's, it's more almost manufactured energy and stuff than having 30 people in the room. Which is just a contagious, very energetic environment than 10. So then it's, it's more on us to create that than it is when you, you have the, uh, ability to have 30 people in the room. So guys, this is, um, like I said, this is one of my favorite topics and I can just keep going on and on, but I just want to tell you some of the things we're talking about in my household and, and how they're app applicable uh hopefully if you have whether it's for yourself because i am uh, like as i'm sitting here talking about the conversations i'm having inside our four walls i'm having the same sorts of conversations um with friends and family who are also trying to start uh, not just gyms but start different businesses and a lot of it just boils down to the same stuff uh do something you love uh, you know, stay true to your word. If you say you're going to do something, do it. Try to solve the main problem, but also the smaller problems around it that you inevitably you're almost creating. Um, bring a ton of value to people's lives. And bring more value. This is something I didn't hit. But bring more value than they expected. So we do all sorts of things like this in the gyms uh, with Charlotte and Teresa. They do the same. But like if, if you – is there something you can do? That would just enhance the experience or enhance that person's perception of your business. Just a little nice gesture. 
something added that seems a lot bigger than um then maybe even the um how do I want to put it even the energy it took to do it and inevitably like if I want to if I want to take this to a a strategic side think about it if you can add something to your your product or add something with it that your client or your your consumer wasn't expecting imagine they went somewhere else looking for that same thing and they just got that thing but they didn't get the little extras that you gave with it so you just raised the bar of what what they expect from a company now this is great if you do this sort of thing and you try to give as much value as possible it's horrible if you do the bare minimum and and you're hoping to keep people as as uh, loyal customers long term. Like if you do the bare minimum, like in my gym, if we just did workouts, we're done. But we try to add so much value and give so much information and 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 bring uh, and and once again solving all those smaller problems for people as well that. Uh, my goal is that our members, one, are never looking for another place because um, they have everything they need under with us. But two, um, if for some reason, let's like this happens all the time, and not to be, not to brag, but you don't know how many people go on vacation or go like visit family in some other town or whatever, and then go to to a gym there and then come back and they're like, wow, um, you know, we love this place, you know, just, just little things like, uh, you know, little things go a long way. Like we call it, we say everybody's name. Um, you know, I go to a gym right now where, um, they don't even look up from their phone when I'm checking in. <laughs> so, uh, so it's, it's just saying somebody's name. I raised the bar. Unfortunately, like that says a lot about my industry, but, uh, unfortunately this is the sort of stuff that sets me apart is, is being nice and being actually, um, uh, involved in my customers experience in our gym and not just my face and my phone as they walk in and I say, you know, Hey, or nothing and just swipe their card. But so what can you, so on that point was what can you add? What sort of value can you add to, to, uh, your, your client's experience, your customer's experience to where you're raising the bar for any one of your competitors, so to speak, anyone else uh, who maybe sells things similar to you. And then lastly, um, set milestones for yourself. 
set milestones for yourself, set milestones, whether, and once again, we're talking business, but this is in your health and fitness too, but uh, set goals, you achieve those goals, you get some sort of reward, and then guess what? You set a new goal, and you achieve the that goal, you try to hit that goal, um, and then you set another goal, um, and guess what? If you don't hit that goal, sit back for a second, look at what you did, see if there's anything else you can do, try to come up with a couple different strategies to help you hit that goal and try again. Right? And so it, it kind of, it's one of those uh, shoot for the stars, land on the moon type thing. Right? If you send a big enough goal, maybe you don't hit it, but you're far, way farther from what you're usually doing. Like you've raised your own bar, you've raised your own level enough to where like your uh your your business is on a whole nother level just by trying to hit that big goal. Alright guys, this has been a long one. Like I said, this is one of my favorite topics. I can keep going, but hopefully you got value out of this. Let me know. However you find this podcast, please message me, let me know. Share this with people. If you've gotten value out of it and you think they will, and keep living your best life, and I'll talk to you soon.